0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: When you're a 415er, you're You're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for
0: news, analysis, and and more. more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back into another edition of the 415ers podcast on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 the game coming at you three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, Mark Randy, Evan Giddings with you as always. Mark, my man, how are you?
1: I'm doing well, Evan. Happy Fridays. We get ready for the final regular season weekend of the year. Should be a lot of fun gearing up for a postseason run for the 49ers. Fingers crossed there, but looking forward to this. Uh, final week of the regular season. How are you?
0: I'm doing pretty well, man. Yeah, no, it's good, solid end of the week, a chance to end the regular season on a high note for the 49ers, hoping, of course, to capture that ever-elusive one seed. Uh, we're going to be breaking down some of the matchups upcoming. We're going to look at what maybe the 49ers have to deal with as far as some internal possibilities, injuries, returnees, things that might factor into not only, of course, this weekend against the Cardinals and a depleted Arizona team, but also things that may factor and will factor into the postseason run, we hope leads them to Glendale, Arizona. Uh, But first, of course, we got to start with the big news around the NFL markets. You know, we kind of talked about in the last episode, as far as the NFL feeling like even though it's the last week and, and things are still going on, things have sort of shut down while everyone has waited for the hopeful uh, news about uh, DeMar Hamlin. And it, it feels like we did get some of that today and uh, recording this Thursday night, everyone hearing it on Friday. Hopefully there's better news between now and the time that this episode is released, but yeah. uh, he is aware. It appears there does not be any, there's not any, um, um, you know, brain issues as he isn't speaking, but remarkable progress was the quote that was thrown out multiple times today by ESPN and all the coverages uh, surrounding Hamlin. So that is good news, Mark. And as we said, thoughts and prayers to the family continued a speedy recovery for Damar Hamlin. But they, the NFL, that is, has come to a conclusion about the Bills and Bengals game. They will not be making it up. So, of course, Mark, that presents a litany of scenarios now for the AFC specifically.
1: Yeah, it really does. I mean, you look at the standings right now in the AFC, and Kansas City has 13 wins, Buffalo has 12 wins, Cincinnati has 11 wins. So if you were going to replay that game between... Buffalo and Cincinnati or finish it out, all three teams would still technically have a chance to be the one seed. So with the NFL deciding not to play that game, which I think we can agree uh, while it's an unfortunate situation, it it probably is the right decision because there's just no easy way to get the game in. But because of the nature of how these three teams are and how good they are and how close they are in the standings, it does make a little bit of a competitive disadvantage for both the Bills and the Bengals. So what the NFL is doing, Evan, to kind of combat that competitive disadvantage and and perhaps an advantage for the Kansas City Chiefs, they are saying that the AFC championship game will be played at a neutral site if the participating teams played an unequal number of games and both could have been the number one seed and hosted the game had all AFC clubs played a full 17 game regular season. Those circumstances involve Buffalo or Cincinnati qualifying for the game as a road team. So essentially what this means, and the results in week 18 might change this a little bit, say Cincinnati loses in week 18, That means even if they would have beaten the Bills in the game that isn't going to get played, they still would not have had a chance at the one seed. But let's just say for a second, assume the Bills and the Bengals win in Week 18. What that means is if Buffalo or Cincinnati advances all the way to the AFC Championship game to meet uh, meet Kansas City, excuse me, that game would be played at a neutral site because the NFL has deemed it's a little unfair that the Chiefs, Weren't necessarily given the one seed, but didn't 100% earn it because both the Bengals and the Bills still had an opportunity to be that number one seed overall. So, again, week 18 results can kind of change the exact uh, ways that this does happen. But just for the sake of sanity and, and to keep it simple, assume that the Bengals or the Bills make the AFC title game and they play the Chiefs, that game would be. In a neutral site. We don't know what that site is. The NFL is probably going through that right now. My best guess is probably Indianapolis. It's somewhere in the middle of all of these teams and it's inside in January. It's a dome stadium. That's my best guess. We will see on that. But that is what the NFL has decided on Evan. It's an unfortunate situation, but I think the NFL has probably made the best decision they possibly could.
0: Yeah, it's not often we give the NFL a whole lot of credit, but I think considering the situation and how badly they managed it at first, I feel yeah. like they've done a pretty good job at at covering their tracks when it comes to trying figuring trying to figure out a way to help both the Bills and the Bengals not be at too much of a competitive disadvantage with likely uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. So you know, those three teams are all the teams that have a viable or did have a viable shot for the one seed in the yep. AFC, and it feels like they've come to a conclusion uh, on that. So, you know, that kind of takes us to what we want to talk about uh, next as far as, you know, playoff situations, games, things that we we should be focusing on, Mark. Um, and, it, well, first of all, as far as the schedule goes, I, I do have one thing that, is kind of bugging me a little bit. And it may just be because we're watching the 49ers and we want to cover them. And, you know, we'd like to record our podcasts after the game on Sunday, or we'd like to do a post game show, but of course we can't because we do not know who the 49ers will be facing in the first round, assuming of course that they are the two seed and that Philly does not lose and lose the one seed. And that is because the green Bay Packers and the Detroit lions play on Sunday night. So the scenario for both of those teams to get in first for the Packers is they simply need to win. They need yeah. to win at home at Lambeau Field, and they are in as the seven seed. They have the tiebreaker over Seattle. Now, Seattle, who earlier in the day at 125 is playing at home against the Rams, you would assume that they would win. Uh, they need to win and also have Detroit win in order to get in as the seven seed or maintain their seven seed status. Meanwhile, Detroit needs the Seattle Seahawks to lose, and they also need to beat the Green Bay Packers. But the issue for us, Mark, is, of course, we do not know officially who the 49ers will play because of all three of those scenarios until after the 520 Sunday night football game. I would like to make a motion that this game in all future (laughs) situations be played On Saturday, and if there is a end-all, be-all football game to get into the playoffs, which there is, there is on the schedule, that should be the final game that is played on the game's final weekend, the season's final weekend, because the Titans and the Jaguars are playing on Saturday, Mark. I don't care who the AFC South winner is going to be as much as their fan bases do. I care who the 49ers are going to be playing and who other teams are going to be playing in the NFC. That should be decided well before a winner-take-all division game, in my opinion.
1: Well, I will say, I think you're right, that the way it plays out, the Niners will not know their opponent until after the Sunday night game, Lions-Packers. The game there was is, flexed, though,
0: by the way, the game was flexed. It, it to was Sunday
1: NFL purposefully did this, which is a little unfortunate, but it is what it is. However, Evan, there is one scenario in which the Niners know who they're playing. Actually, well, I, hold on. There are two yeah. scenarios in which yes. the Niners know who they're playing or who they're not playing. This is before true Sunday Night Football kicks off. One is the Vikings beat the Bears. Spoiler alert. They will. Nathan Peterman is starting at quarterback for the Bears. So that, that's a win for the Vikings. Yeah, and then helps, David though. and then David Blau and the Cardinals upset the 49ers. That would push the Niners down to the three seed. And then regardless of what happens between Detroit and Green Bay, the Niners would host the Giants in the wild card round. The other scenario is. Say the Eagles lose to the Giants. The Giants go into Philadelphia and they upset the Eagles. And then simultaneously, the Niners knock off the Cardinals. That means the Niners are the one seed and they get a bye. I don't have to play anyone in the first round of the postseason. So Evan, while your scenario is way more likely than either of the two I just laid out, I will say, hold out hope, there is a chance it's good news for the 49ers and bad news for the 49ers, but on both ends, both extremes of that spectrum, we will know, we could know who the Niners play or don't play before Sunday Night Football kicks off.
0: We could. We could, Mark. You are right. There are two I'm scenarios. i my hopes up, though. But those are the two unlikeliest scenarios, I would say. And my, my assumption, my... My vitriol for the situation (laughs) that permeates through the NFC playoff possibility this weekend is due to the fact that I am assuming the Niners will take care of business. I'm assuming the Eagles will take care of business. And I'm assuming 14
1: point favorites. So,
0: yeah, you would you would hope that would be able to uh, turn things around. The Vikings. God. They are only seven and a half point favorites despite the Bears. I don't think they're playing Justin Fields, uh, and they're also a three-win team. Nonetheless, we won't dive deep into the Vikings, Mark. You were right. The two seed is what the Niners probably will get at this point. But I'm not jinxing myself. Not yet. But this is the assumption that I have, which is why I'm pissed off that I won't know who the 49ers are going to play a week from Sunday, most likely until about eight 30 at night or 1130 Eastern for those, you know, East coast 49ers fans that seem to be traveling wherever the 49ers go. So yeah. I just feel like it's a little unfair to me, Mark, I'm going to get, I'm going to get selfish in this situation. I'm also <laughs> going to get selfish for every East coast 49er fan out there at this point. I want the 49ers to know by the time they're done, who they're going to be playing. And as much as Aaron Rodgers on Sunday night football should be great for ratings, Put the Jags and the Titans in that game.
1: Well, I was going to say uh, this whole issue that you're having and you, you brought up ratings. It's exactly why the NFL did what they did, because they know there's a lot riding on this game. And they know that the Niners, who are likely going to play potentially the winner of that game, or at least that game is going to have a big impact on who the Niners play. Uh, they know the Niners are a a pretty public team. There are a lot of Niner fans out there, and every single Niner fan is going to be watching that game. So while I understand your frustration, and I I know you have a little bit of a a trip scheduled this weekend, you want to enjoy your time up in the mountains, uh, unfortunately, the NFL is not letting you get off that easy. You got to uh, lock in for some Sunday night football.
0: Yeah. You snuck in the real reason at this point, Mark It's the fact that I won't be able to lock into football the entire day as I'm going to be up near, uh, Tahoe in California. For those listening across the country, it is a snowed in situation, uh, Actually, may not be able to get in or out, depending on what time you go up there. So fingers crossed for your boy. Yeah, I'm I'm bringing chains. I'm bringing blankets. I'm bringing jackets. We're bringing it all. What I'm not bringing is a will to watch an entire day (laughs) of NFL football. And this is why if we're starting at 10 a.m., you're telling me, all right, I got to watch the Vikings fine okay i like the vikings most people don't that's fine then at 125 (laughs) i gotta watch the 49ers i like the 49ers you know they're they're, they're solid we cover them i'm also going to be paying attention of course the seattle game but then at 520 you're telling me i also have to watch the packers game mark that's just that's too much damn football man as much as we live and love you know, the Odyssey has been very kind enough to bestow us with a platform to talk about football. I am sorry. 12 hours in the middle of the snow, which is prime time skiing time. I need to be out on the slopes. I need to be cutting up ice mark in a very professional manner. I do not need to be watching football at this point. I'm sorry.
1: I understand. But I mean, you said there's, you know, too much football. I mean, for and me, I got to watch Saturday. Damn it. I, I was just going to say, I mean, for me, forget about Chiefs Raiders Uh, I don't know who really cares about that game all that much I guess Kansas City does they still want to get the one seed whatever uh but the Titans and the Jaguars winner wins the AFC South that's gonna be an awesome game I am excited for that one and then all the playoff implications on Sunday that's fantastic and then I'll raise you one more Evan Monday it's the national championship game for college football who you got Georgia or TCU huh
0: Give me the froggies.
1: Yeah, horn frogs. There Give me go. the
0: froggies. Okay. <laughs> Give me the froggies. They're a team that has stood the test of Michigan. There's a team that has stood the test of ah. everyone that they have faced thus far. You're just and saying Georgia that because it's should have lost to Ohio State. They should have already been bounced. It should be CJ Stroud and Max Duggan. And instead it is going to be the Red Rifle 2.0. <laughs> I'm talking about Andy Dalton down to Max Duggan, taking down the big bad Bulldogs, that number one defense of the last two years. Throw it out, Mark. Sunny
1: Sonny Dykes leading the TCU Horned Frogs to a national title game appearance is the closest the cow golden bears will come to a title ever.
0: You have gotten me so close to swearing on this podcast for the first time. I think we're technically allowed to do it, but I do not want to. I don't want to stoop down to the Oregon ducks uh, level of hey. trying to bring us into the mud of trying to bring us into the pond and instead, I'm going to rooting for my guy, Sonny Dykes, a former golden bear, and will live vicariously through him when he thrashes Georgia.
1: Wow. Yeah, on the backs of that epic bear raid offense he's got going down there for the Horned Frogs. I'm rooting roo- roo- for him, too. got those huh?
0: boys scoring, Mark. I'll I'm, tell you I'm what. with
1: you. I, I'm rooting for TCU for sure. Come on. Pull off yeah. the upset. I dare
0: you. <laughs> They're going to try. I, I couldn't tell you uh, three people on their team, but that's besides the point. All right.